This spring, 72 of the best amateurs in the world were invited to compete in the Augusta National Women's Amateur. And while only one player left as champion, every player in the field treasured their time in Augusta and the experience of a lifetime. These are their magnolia memories. And this is a special presentation from the back of the range. And now your host, Ben Adelberg. Welcome back to part three of Magnolia Memories. Stories from the 2022 Augusta National Women's Amateur. I am your host, Ben Adelberg. If you missed the first two parts of this series, you can go back and listen to them both in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's get started with the final part of this series. As you can probably tell already, there were quite a few characters out there at the Augusta National Women's Amateur. One of them had a unique perspective at ANWA and was actually outside the ropes and not walking the fairways. Despite being outside the ropes, Brenda Corey Keene certainly has some experience inside the ropes. She's a former two-time U.S. Curtis Cupper. She's played in numerous USGA championships, and she was probably one of the very few golf moms on property that knows what it's like to be in the heat of competition at a prestigious amateur event. Her daughter, Rachel, had an incredible week at the Augusta National Women's Amateur, but there were a few tense moments in the early rounds. Brenda, before we talk about the final round, what was your experience like outside the ropes at Champions Retreat? <laughs> well, it's, I was going to say, it's, it's not a good one because I get very nervous <laughs> just because I know how hard the shots are. So I wish I could be like one of those parents that just goes and supports and cheers and, yeah, you're doing great, honey. Right. Um, I wish I could do that. I, it is, it's an emotional roller coaster because you want it so badly for them. You know, all the work that's got it, it is, that they put in there. And then you see, I'm looking at the shots. I'm going, oh, gosh, that's a difficult shot. Oh, my gosh. She doesn't have much room to land this one. I mean, she has about five yards to land. This has to be perfect. And so I'm always anxious about um, about the, sh the difficulty of the shots. And then, of course, they, they execute. I'm like, oh, make it look so easy. Look at that. Right. But it's it's a it's an emotional roller coaster for me. I age at these tournaments. <laughs> I age. I get new gray hairs. I mean, I just age. Yeah. Now, and this is one thing that we've spoken about on when we were there together at the at the women's amateur. And you know, I, I've thought so much about this in the last several days after the conclusion of the of the tournament. But obviously, that one of the main narratives is the. All the women get to play a practice round at Augusta National. The top 30 advance to a final round at Augusta National. The name of the tournament is the Augusta National Women's Amateur. But unless you're there, I don't think most people quite understood how difficult and how much pressure goes into navigating the 36 holes at Champions Retreat. Would you agree with that? Oh, my gosh, 110%. Those first two, first of all, the, the anticipation. Of, of being invited. So you, you show up there with a buildup already of the excitement of, of this tournament. And then you have to face Champions Retreat. And I, I think the conditions of Champions Retreat are, are so difficult. Uh, the, they, and they did, they did set it up better this year or, or more friendly this year than last year. But the greens are new. They were not receptive. Um, it was a course that 
did not reward good shots because of the conditions of the, of the greens he would hit. And it was, you know, it was windy one day. And, um, but then it, it penalizes you severely for a bad, for one bad shot or one bad choice of club. It's very difficult to make up any shots. It's very difficult to make birdies. If you, you know, these girls are used to, I see these scores and they have five and six birdies around. Right. And I would look at the, at the scores and you might have one birdie, maybe two birdies. It was difficult to make up any room on, on that course and, and just the pressure that they have to make those 30 just accentuates the, uh, the intensity of those two days. It's really difficult. Um, many players had their second round interrupted uh, due to darkness because there was a seven-hour rain delay to, before the start of the second round. Rachel was yep. obviously one of those. She had, I believe, five holes to come play the following day. She's sitting outside the cut line or, or hovering right around it. As you said, other mothers, fathers, friends would say, you're doing great, enjoy it, just do your best. But you understand what comes along with her <laughs> making the cut um, I mean, she's recently gained her uh, her second invitation to join the U.S. Curtis Cup team. Um, that has come no, in no small part to her performance in the final round. But before she had to go back the following morning, you know, you couldn't just say, honey, do your best. <laughs> I mean, you could say that, but, you know, she might be expecting more or you want to say more. Do you remember what you said to her that evening? I, I do. I do. You know, yeah, the honey, you're doing great, and just enjoy does not really fly with my daughter very well. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> Especially coming from me. So I think with her, um, you know, she needs she, she she's always looking ahead and always trying to see what she can do to, to keep going. So we had the conversation. We said, listen, you, she was six over par when she started. Remember, the cut after the first, or, or the, the top 30 after the first day was at two over. So you normally go, you know, you double it plus one. So right. we're thinking five over. So here she is at six when she starts the day. And our conversation was, you never know where the cut's going to go. I think six is going to be in a playoff. So you go in there and you par the like six holes. Maybe you drop a birdie here or there. You never know. See how it goes. But it was, uh, it was, it was keeping, keeping her in the moment and not going, oh, well, I'm, I'm out of it. Right. So the important thing was to keep her keep her going. So she pars the first hole, and then she three putts the second hole on 15. So she is now seven over with three holes to play. And I, you know, I run into her, and my whole point I want to make sure that she knew she could not get discouraged, that there was still hope. And so I just told her, I said, you know, you're okay. I said you're going to need one birdie coming in, one birdie coming in. That was the goal, one birdie coming in. And so she made a long. She had not made any long putts. In the two days, she made a long putt on 17 to put it at one birdie, at the to put it at six over, and I think that kind of gave her hope and thinking, you know, I have a chance. Maybe if I birdie 18, but if not, maybe at worst par and might be in a playoff. And lo and behold, she birdied 18. It was uh, one of her two incredible runs, really, at at the at Anwa. I mean, the first, like you said, her burning her burning these final two holes to make the cut, and then let's fast forward two days. Well, another day later, she had to go right then and there to get her practice round in, which must have been a massive relief to play play there. And actually, you know, now I know I'm playing the next day. I made the cut. I missed it last year. I made it this year. Now I can kind of get some work in, but also enjoy and decompress a little bit. And then the following day, 
um, Rachel Keen goes nuts and I'm there in the morning and kind of looking at the scores. And it was one of those, you know, moments where the, the scoreboard on 18 had not been populated yet with the leaders because they haven't gone off yet. And all of a sudden you see that, oh my gosh, Rachel Keen is four under through nine holes. Uh, you're walking with her the whole way. I mean, there's that level of excitement and, oh, my God, what do I do? I, I don't want to get too animated. I don't want her to look up. I mean, how do you even navigate that? I mean, that's a completely different aspect of being terrified as she's trying to make the cut. Yeah. Now you're seeing, is my little girl going to, like, hang a 65 here at Augusta? <laughs> well, i got to tell you, the way she played the front nine, I mean, it was she missed she missed two very other – makeable birdie putts. I'm like, oh my gosh, what has gone into her? Right. Um, you know, and, and I got to tell you, I think something, I think it had to do with the fact that she finished birdie birdie on, on Thursday, or I guess Friday. Ending the second um, round. Yeah. We're, yes, we're, I'm I losing think, track of the days too. It's okay. Me too. I think they just set her up to go, you know what? I'm, I mean, you know, she was tied or she was like, she could have been 29th place because only one spot came in at plus six. Right. But she was at the bottom of the pile. And I think the goal was just to enjoy the experience. And my and, and our conversation was, you know what? Just go and enjoy it. Just go and enjoy it. Go and have fun, you know, and just enjoy this experience playing with all these people and this excitement out here. And she did. And she, I, she and I'm telling you, Ben, I saw her through that front nine. She was just having a great time. She was enjoying the the patrons. She was in playing she played great she didn't play i'll tell you she did not play much different than she did a champions retreat she hit the ball just as well yeah um and just made some putts here and was having a good time makes turn it at makes a turn at four under and i'm thinking oh my gosh now do i still say enjoy or do i say something else right and we did i just said you know i said enjoy the experience just keep i could hardly see her there were so many people that i could not i could not um, have a lot of contact with her or, or I, even eye contact. So the times I did, I said, you're doing great. I said, just enjoy. I said, this is the icing on the cake. This is what you worked so hard for. Just enjoy. Um, and she did. And it was one of those rounds that she just, she, you know, what comes first? You play well because you're having fun or you're having fun because you're playing well. I don't know, but combination maybe. It was great. Yeah. Un unreal. And, and a great, I mean, it was so great to see that ovation for her on 18. I know 18, she, <laughs> Had a little bit of a stumble there, but still, I, I mean, 69 in a in a, her first competitive round mm -hmm. at Augusta National. Now, I know better than to just focus on one of your kids whenever we get to talk. That's so, right. So I know, That's I know, right. I know better. Mm -hmm. uh, I have let, two others. Uh, let's talk about Corey and Taylor. I got to meet Rachel's brothers there at Augusta National, and you know, uh -huh. I met them, and they were fully engaged with the experience. But if you didn't know any better. They just looked like two guys strolling around with a couple beverages, <laughs> taking it all in. How how drastically different was their experience, do you think, to your experience? Because they looked like they were just, hey, let's go check out this. Uh, you know, it's time for a sandwich and a beer, don't you think? Let's. I mean, that's the vibe I got from them. They're just like, oh, oh, yeah, Rachel's out there somewhere. Ah, let's go hit the merch tent. I got. We're busy. That would be that would be my boys. I, Corey said, "Mom, collect the cups. I need some cups to take home." <laughs> yes, yes, okay. <laughs> Not surprised at all. So they had Not a blast. Surprising. But uh, they they really were. I mean, actually, they they might have looked cool, come collected, but they were suffering for her. They were, Mom, 
Mom, she's doing great. Mom, she's on the scoreboard. I'm like, yeah, I know, I know. And, and it was hard to, to see each other. There were so many people there that, right. that you would kind of roam around. You would, I would run into my husband. I would run into the kids. I run into friends. I run into so many Wake Forest people there. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Rachel said, Mom, if I heard Go Deeks 200 times, I heard it a million times. I go. cannot imagine the support that I heard. So, but it was nice. The boys were just, I, what makes me happy, I see them so proud for their sister. And I, I you know, they just, they enjoy, they, they, they enjoy being with her. And they enjoy the experience that they share in, in her experience. Taylor, I know Taylor, the youngest one, uh, somebody said, are you the brother? Oh, he's the brother. He's the brother. And he just kind of, Pepped up. Yeah, I'm the brother. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I'm the brother. I'm the brother. Excuse me. Can I, can I have some room to see here? I'm the brother. Oh my gosh. It was great. It was great to have the whole family there because we don't have that very often anymore. Has, uh, has Rachel informed you yet that she will be making the same number of Curtis Cup appearances as her mother yet? Uh, That, that is, um, we don't have to say that. Oh, she's, she's, yeah, that was already. That was already, yeah. Mom, two, two were tied. Mm-hmm. He goes, and she goes, and I still might have opportunities in the future that you don't. You I, don't <laughs> I, you know, I'm just going to throw this out there. I, I would, would not, uh, fair to venture a guess on any of her professional aspirations. That's not, that's not what we're here for. But as much as I know her and you and the, the glimmer of what I've picked up on the family, I would not be surprised at all if she postponed her professional aspirations to get three Curtis Cups over to, over year two. I would not be surprised just in the least. Not at all. Just fight me, right? I of course I could say I, she's like I want to represent my country, but I also need to get three over two. I, I will tell you, Ben. She is in such a good place yeah. right now. She is just the the part that I like is that she is in no rush to look at tomorrow. She is enjoying the moment. She loves college. She loves, I mean, the, the Curse Cup and representing her country. That's something that, that I cannot, maybe, you know, we've talked about it so much here in the house, you know, growing up, that she puts a, a, a high value on that. That's a big deal to her. Yeah. Um, and she, you know, she's just, she's loving it. She's loving the stage that she's at. And so we don't even talk about anything moving forward. We're at, you know, we're, we're talking about the ACCs next week. That's the next, the next thing in, in mind. Yep. She's staying in the moment, which is, which I like. Well, there's, uh, there's, there's the ACCs, then, then are maybe another run at a national championship, and then, uh, and then the summer brings what it brings. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I'll, I'll be seeing you this summer. I'll be seeing you this summer. All I tell Rachel said, "Good time to be Rachel Keene right now, isn't it?" She says, "Yes, Mom. It's kind of <laughs> nice." Yes. Well, I think it's a pretty good time to be Brenda Corey Keene right now as well. But as she said, it's a great time to be Rachel Keene. Speaking of Rachel, this was not her first time playing in the Augusta National Women's Amateur. She missed the cut previously, so you know that the medalist from last year's U.S. Amateur and a member of the victorious U.S. Curtis Cup team wanted to improve on her previous performance. One of the more interesting aspects of the ANWA is the fact that before you can dream about playing in the final round at Augusta National, you have to successfully navigate those two challenging rounds at Champions Retreat. Now, Rachel, we know that you did manage to accomplish this feat and make the cut. What did you learn in your practice round at Champions Retreat that you brought with you into competition 
during those first two rounds? Yeah, so I think uh, it's a super challenging golf course, and the greens had recently be re- been redone. But um, I guess I, I had played last year and was a, probably a little more aggressive than I should have been. So my mindset changed this year. I was trying to, you know, go out and make 36 pars and, um, you know, know that like a couple birdies were going to fall, but like the whole field was bound to make a couple bogeys too. So I played a lot more conservatively this year and just, you know, tried to, to not shoot myself in the foot the first two days. Now, you had the benefit of speaking to a former club champion at Champions Retreat, and obviously he can tell you about, his name is Chris Blackburn, he can tell you a little bit about the mindset that you need to have, but what did he tell you that was perhaps some knowledge that helped you navigate that golf course that that truly was was invaluable? Yeah, absolutely. So Wake went down um, as a team about a month before last year's annual. And like you said, we, we had the privilege of playing with, with Chris. He was um, so much fun to play with. He's, he's such a great player, obviously, but you know, it's just so cool. Even when I came back this year, like he comes up to me on the range and we're like, Hey Rachel, how are you? And like, he's just been so helpful. He, he walked um, Ryan, who was caddying for me and I through like the whole locations during the rain delay and like talking about, you know, where you can and can't miss it. And like, you know, up and down and like which holes to be aggressive to. And, um, you know, just kind of that, that information that only someone that knows the course super well would know. Um, but he's just, he, he really is just so thoughtful and, um, looked out for us and, and tried to find us and help us in any way he could. And, um, I think any time, any chance you get to get some inside knowledge, um, you just, you want to take advantage of it. And I think, um, we're just, we're so thankful that he was, he, he could share that with us, but, um, yeah, I think it made a difference for me at least. Now you are one of four players uh, from Wake Forest that were in the field, Carolina Chikara, uh, Emilia Miliacho, Lauren Walsh. I, I heard a lot of go Deeks and go Wake the entire time <laughs> I was there. And, you know, this isn't a collegiate event, but, and I'm sure this is not something that is lost on you, but I guess in a situation like this, playing at, the, at one of the biggest stages of women's amateur golf, just to hear the amount of support that you're getting because you're associated with Wake Forest University, does that, does that hit a little bit harder that week for you? Absolutely. I mean, um, I think it's so nice to go and to have, you know, your teammates there, even if it's not, like you said, it's not a college event, but there's just a little extra support and a little extra camaraderie there. Um, and obviously Wake's had some success in the past. Um, Jen winning this event the first year it was put on and Amelia finishing runner up last year. Um, I just think you go and um, to know that there's someone else in the field that's really rooting for you, just like you're rooting for them. I just think there's there's a little bit of comfort in that. And um, it's just kind of fun to go see them in the hotel and talk about the rounds like we would any other college round. (laughs) um, I just think we have so much fun whenever we're together that um, it just made us all a little comfortable um, in a situation that not all of us were comfortable with to begin with. All right. So, what was the wager between you ladies? Come on, let's. let's <laughs> let, 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 what was it? Was it? Was it? Someone has to cook dinner. Was it? Uh, you know, someone has to clean the team van. What? 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 What, what, what was on the table here for the annual with amongst no, the ladies? No, nothing, <laughs> nothing on the table. Oh. But um, I, I, I really do think that we're such a supportive team. We really do root for each other, and um. At no point did it cross our minds of, of betting on it. We just wanted everyone to play well. And, and the hope was we actually signed up for practice rounds together, and then the rain threw it all off. But, um, you know, just to enjoy the experience was was just so much fun. Yeah. Well, a lot of people that watch the Masters every year, they obviously see, and now people that are watching the M1 every year, they want to see who goes out early 
and posts a number. And I, I, I mean, gosh, this year's Masters, just watching, uh, you know, Minwoo Lee, just I think four or five under on the front nine. I think she, actually, I think it was six. I think he thought shot thirty on the front. <laughs> and uh, I'm walking around there at Augusta National, uh, just really soaking it in, and, and my first time on property and watching the the buzz and the crowd and hearing some cheers. And all of a sudden, I look up on the big board, and it was it was not populated yet with any scores uh, from for the most part. But there's this line on the bottom that says Keen on it. <laughs> and I think I said, I can't remember who I was with, but I, I, I basically said, uh, holy shit, Keen's going off. And yeah, four under <laughs> through 11 or 10 or whatever it was. Now, um, you know, you have one year as a frame of reference. You've played on biggest stages. You know what it's like to chase down a leader. But this is obviously a little bit different. What were the first, what was that front nine for you where you obviously see where things are going? I mean, take us inside that because traditionally it's the back nine where everyone goes nuts, but you get it done in the front as well. So what are you thinking around like hole seven, eight, nine? (laughs) So my front nine was crazy. I was like so nervous on the front, on the first tee. I turned around like sat there. There's Annika Sorenstam, Nancy Lopez, Condoleezza Rice. And like, I was so nervous on the first tee. And Rachel Keene. So you got to (laughs) <laughs> there you go but, um, no managed to scrape out a part in the first and then kind of after that it was just like going out and just like appreciating where i was and the fact that like every golfer dreams of like playing augusta national and much less doing it in front of forty thousand people sure um so it was just going out and just like i really did just like try to enjoy it um and i i just kind of you know i was really lucky that i had like an incredible caddy who is the coolest person in the entire world but i trust him so much to where you know, I was asking him, I was like, all right, Sean, like, where am I aiming this? And he, he'd tell me where, and I would follow, follow his directions. But uh, I was lucky to see some putts go in, and um, it was really cool. I I, uh, I actually had that moment on the fifth green. I saw them put my name up on the leaderboard, oh. which was, like, sent goose. I was like, oh, I looked at Sean, I was like, oh, my God, did you see that? He's like, I saw that. Um, but it was just really cool. Like you said, there was almost a buzz going around the property. Because um, the next thing I know, I kind of turned on uh, the corner around, like, seven to eight and there were like people there and I'm like oh my god there's so many people but um it was just an incredible experience and it's even cooler like watching the Masters now like having played there and having played in front of people um it's just something that I I hope I get the chance to do again one of the biggest takeaways I had you know I know that it's it's a it's so special that every single player in the field gets to play the golf course and that is a great thing that they've set up with this championship I know that people can talk about well, it's it's set in the middle of the tournament, and it's kind of an odd setup. And it, look, in my opinion, who cares about that? It's a special tournament, and it's unique in its own right. Regardless, every player gets to play that golf course. But wow, what a difference between playing it as a practice round with nothing on the line as opposed to having galleries there and have it somewhat simulate what it's like to play a Sunday at the Masters. It is two completely different experiences from my end. What about from your end? Oh my God, for sure. I think, um, I, I played last year. I didn't make the cut. So I, I did go out and just play on Friday and, um, enjoy it. Don't get me wrong. Right. Nothing, nothing compared to playing this past Saturday and, um, just, you know, the people there and the walk up 18 and just with, with so many people out there supporting women's golf and just, you know, people that everywhere I turned, all I heard was like, go Deeks or like good playing Rachel, or, like something like that. It was, it was just so cool. It really did. Um, it'll probably be the closest thing I'll ever come to, to playing in the masters, obviously. Sure. And, uh, 
I get jealous of the guys that get to do it every year, but um, it was incredible. No, nothing will ever compare to that again. Can you fathom what this is going to look like in 10 years? Oh my gosh. I can only see it continuing to grow. Um, and I think just seeing all the little girls out and, and all the people supporting women's golf, like I, it is a testament to what Augusta national is doing for the women's game. And um, I, I can only see this thing taking off. Is Miliacho going to be playing in 10 years or is she going to be in, in the booth with Jim Nance in 10 years? Uh, hopefully both. <laughs> yes, yeah, good answer, good answer. Um, talk to me about one person in your gallery. She was just, uh, we, I just spoke to her previously before speaking to you here. Uh, mm-hmm. Your mom, Brenda Corey Keene, I mean, uh, you know, two-time Curtis Cupper and just at, just like yourself now, uh, about to be a two-time <laughs> Curtis Cupper, had to throw that one in. You know, I spoke to her uh, very extensively about her experience outside the ropes Obviously, getting she got to you right as you're coming off 18, and no stranger to those kind of moments that you you've had with her. You know, hugs after after, you know, U.S. Women's Amateurs or NCAA's or Curtis Cup matches. But talk to me about that hug coming off 18 with her. Yeah, uh, having her there was incredible. My whole family was there, and um, I'm so thankful they all made the trip. But yeah, nothing really compares to coming off the 18th green and 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 getting those post round hugs from mom. You know, because sometimes it's Sometimes the round hasn't gone quite as good and the round is more of a comforting hug. (laughs) And then sometimes you get lucky and you have a great round and, and those hugs are more like, I'm so excited for you. Um, but yeah, just having her share that moment with me, um, it just, it really does mean a lot. And, um, I just, I feel so lucky to have a mom that kind of understands and gets it and has been in my position before. And she's, she's had, um, she got those hugs from her dad and now I get them from her. So it's something that like, is I hold really close to my heart. Um, but I really do think that she was just super jealous all day. I think all she wanted to do was be out there playing. Um, I think there's a little bit of jealousy there, but no, um, she's amazing. And I'm so thankful. She, she is my best friend and supports me and loves me unconditionally, which I'm so grateful for. You know, there's plenty of, uh, of USGA championships that she can go play in <laughs> that can get her, uh, in the, in the conversation. I mean, it's not like she can't go out and do this. You gotta, you know, kick her in the butt a little bit and say, Hey, that, that us women's mid am that UN's, you know, there's other, I can't talk about that other kind of amateur she can play because <laughs> I'll get in trouble, but, uh, you need to get her going a little bit, right? I think so too. It, I've brought it up. Um, it, it's not that, that it hasn't been brought up. It's just, she, she takes a little convincing sometimes. How about like being the only mother daughter duo to ever play in the Augusta national women's amateur. How about something like that? I think that would be really cool. And I, I think you might have more luck convincing her than I would. All right. I'll get to work on that. <laughs> I don't know how I got roped into trying to persuade Brenda Corey Keene into making a run at qualifying for the ANWA, but I guess I'll have to do my best over the summer to get that done. So we've heard from Rachel Keene, Jensen Castle, and Amanda Sandback in this series. And while they are different in many ways, they all share one thing in common. And that thing is actually a person. Ricky Sullivan works with all three of these players and helps them hone their game year-round. But as we have discussed, the Augusta National Women's Amateur is truly a unique tournament. So, Ricky, before the start of the ANWA, what did you discuss with these three players to help them build a successful mindset and approach? Well, um, they're all three very, very different, as you know. So the messages are always different. Um, I'll start off with Rachel. I mean, we we basically talk about the same things 
before every tournament is, hey, come the one who controls their emotions the most is going to have the best opportunity to play the play their best. Um, you know, when you get to with Jensen, you know, she's she's streaky, you know, sure. so that leads to a little bit. When am I going to play? Not knowing when you're going to play well, when you're in, and when you are going to play well. So you're always you're always talking about more techniques, staying in the in, in the technique realm, you know, with with Amanda being a little bit younger and being on the scene now it's just like you are good enough you know um you are going to achieve a lot of good things in, in the future you know so this three completely different conversations because it's all wonderful um young ladies but completely different conversations and you know that that's very well put and then one thing i also was thinking about you know you know whether it's a local junior tournament a u.s amateur uh ncaa tournament collegiate tournament you know it's so easy to place more emphasis on the larger event and get more mm-hmm. geared up and more maybe let anxiety uh you know uh, take place mm-hmm. at a bigger event so while you had different messages for your three players in the field i'm sure if you were in front of every player in the field you would give a somewhat similar message how how can players not just in this tournament but in other tournaments how can they control their emotions when the tournament is bigger than maybe they're used to playing? Well, I think, I think great players, they learn that over time. It's like they start at a very young age, you know, they start competing at nine, 10, 11, 12 years old. And everybody talks about, and I talk to parents a lot. They're like, Hey, well, I'm like, why are you playing in so many tournaments? And I like, oh, we're trying to get, you know, tournament experience. And that's kind of a buzz word, you know, that sure. comment. And, and I'm like, well, can you explain to me what you think tournament experience is? And they're, and they're like, they can't really explain it. And I'm like, well, tournament experience is that you're more comfortable playing in a tournament than you are just playing with your buddies, you know? And, and if, and then you learn from playing tournaments and what, what happened within those tournaments with these, with these three young ladies, they play in so many big tournaments um, throughout the year. Obviously not, they're not all as big as the Augusta, Augusta national women's amateur. But the main thing that I talked to all three of them about that was the same as they play so much. They're playing so much golf this time of year. And it's kind of like that open space right there from the NCAA um, tournaments to this right there. And then straight into postseason. And it's, it's about time management. It's about, Hey, you got to take some time out so that your brain's fresh, you know, And, and that's the difference between amateur golf and professional golf. I believe is that you learn time management, not only physically, but mentally and more importantly, emotionally, that you're that you're excited to play. If you played a tournament round every single day for 365 days a year, you wouldn't be better on the 365 day because you'd be wore out. Sure. Um, so we talk a lot about that. You know, I think they're playing so much golf right now and during that time, and especially right now in the postseason coming right off of that, that um you don't even you don't feel it mentally exhausted. I mean, you don't feel physically exhausted, but you can be mentally exhausting. Um, so we talk a lot about that stuff. You know, most of the time when really top top tier players aren't performing well, it's usually down that line. You know, I've just been playing so much. I need to get away. Right. You know, um, and and I'm a big believer in that especially in this day and day and time, it's like, well, if you're not practicing, then you're not preparing. Well, sometimes you're preparing, laying on the couch, watching Netflix, you know? <laughs> yeah. 
Um, and that can be hard to explain to explain to people, you know? Yeah. Not asking you obviously to pick, you know, a moment with one player over the other, but, uh, you know, there, there may be a, a moment in this tournament for you that was maybe a breakthrough between you and a player or just a moment that really stands out. Is there anything that stood out that you uh, experienced at the Anwa this year? It's funny. I had a, an experience with every one of them. They wouldn't know, you know, we, I tend to hide behind my shades, you know, Sure. but, um, and I'm kind of an emotional guy and I wear stuff on my sleeves. I'm so, I'm so proud of all three of them, but there was a moment in each time in each round, whether it was in the playoff with, with, with Amanda, when she was in that one, being proud of her, you know, and, 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 and being in awe just in, in how good she was doing and how she carried herself. And then, you know, you have the emotions of when, when she didn't get through, you know, and, it's always hard to see somebody you care about, you know, upset. Sure. So I, I experienced that, um, of course. And, you know, and Jensen was playing well early and she was up and down and, um, and played well the whole time. And, you know, to see, I've been with her for a lot longer than Amanda and, and to see where we started, where she couldn't break 80 at all six, you know, six years ago and basically had lost her game and trying to find a place for her to, playing college and what was the best place for her for to, to be in that tournament and be the U S amateur champ and, and playing at Augusta and, and, and making birdies on holes that we've all watched on TV and yeah. walking those fairways. It's just like, you almost want to pinch yourself. Um, and then, uh, you know, Rachel, you know, she, I, I think her and all these girls, they come in every week and, and, they're front runners and they're expected to do so well. And I think Rachel was putting a lot of pressure on herself going in and then to birdie. I only saw her play two holes, two holes at um, champions retreat. And it was her last two holes and to watch her birdie those two holes and the emotion that came out of her on the, on the 36th hole, making that 12 footer um, to get through and just the thrill, the thrill that she showed to make the cut at such a big event when she's won big events, right. <laughs> you know, um, she's won some pretty big events and she showed so much child joy to make the cut. And then I, I, I said to her, I'm like, you got the momentum. I mean, 30, 29 players were five over, even to five over. I mean, anything can happen. Um, and then for her to come out and birdie four of the first seven holes and, and be right there. I mean, so there was a lot of emotions from me, um, not only as their, as their instructor, but just, I care about those three young ladies and not only their games, but, you know, I get a lot of joy out of, out of watching them, uh, on and off the golf course. So it was, it, it was almost like a father figure moment. It was great. All three of them, you know, had me all over the place, but I'm a tough guy. You know, I have behind my glasses. <laughs> One of the more impressive feats that was accomplished at the ANWA this year belongs to Bia Wallen from Florida State University. There are a handful of women that have played in all three ANWAs. Bia is one of them. And while some have made the cut in all three appearances, Bia is the only woman in history that has been in the top 10 in all three Augusta National Women's Amateurs. Thanks to Adam Woodard for mentioning that fact earlier in the series. And this year, after two sensational rounds at Champions Retreat, Bia found herself in the final pairing in the final round. Now, Bia, you didn't have the traditional 2.50 p.m. final pairing tee time that the men have at the Masters. You had something a little bit more manageable, like 10.30 a.m. 
So what was your evening and the following morning like before the final round at Augusta National? Well, we didn't really have much time uh, the day before because uh, I was super tired from getting up like really early and just getting to play like one and a half hole and then move on to the practice round at Augusta National. Sure. Um, so I was just that day was really long and I was super tired. So I didn't really think much about it. I was just like, you know, putting in the work and, and then kind of went to bed because I was exhausted. Right. Right. Um, but I mean, I was super happy that I, uh, um, put myself in that position to be in the last final group. Um, just being in the final group is so cool. And just, you know, having that that feeling on the tee, just hitting the last couple of tee shots, um, the first tee shots. Um, so I was just happy, and I had it as a, a goal of mine to get to play in the final group um, before I got into the tournament. You're no stranger to, to the Anwa. In fact, you were the only woman in history to finish in the top 10 in all three of the uh, all three of these tournaments, uh, you were the only one in history to do so, and I think it's important to. Uh, I'm very curious, reflecting back, you know, T7 in 2019. That was the first year, and that obviously had had the crowds. Um, you know, last year was a little bit more reserved, volume wise, due to COVID. Just mm-hmm. from looking back to the first year, and then what you just went through at the end of this year. How much has this tournament grown from a player's perspective? First year was also like a lot of people and everything was so new. Like that was the biggest tournament I've been playing in sure. before as an individual. And everything was just, you know, like so big and your eyes was just like huge and you, <laughs> you didn't want to miss a thing. So you t- tried to like take in everything and, and you just, it was like a lot. I've never been doing like that much media before. And um, it was just like a lot, but it was also super fun. But I feel like when you're so new to all of that, it kind of takes more energy out of you. And then this year I kind of knew, you know, how it was going to be, how the week kind of looked like scheduling stuff um, with the dinner at, um, Augusta and kind of like the other thing other dinners um because they have like activities every day like different dinners different little gatherings and and it's always something to do and it's always so much things to experience uh and also media this year I was more comfortable um and I mean I'm a senior my freshman year and my sophomore year my English I wasn't very comfortable with speaking English and I feel like I mean four years it kind of you get to grow a lot and and kind of have a new um experience and a new perspective to everything uh, which kind of helped me and be more comfortable and just kind of appreciated like the whole event in a different way and also like I guess my mindset was just different this year because I I knew this was going to be my last time playing this awesome event. Um, So I was just going to enjoy every part of it um, 
from the start to the end. So there are uh, there are three there were three women in the field from Sweden, all three making the cut. Uh, mm-hmm. Mia Mia Ordengrens, I mean, I can't even call this the worst finish out of the three years. She tied for twelfth. <laughs> I mean, I I'm t- I've really you know I guess there's no other way to put it. But yeah, when you have three women that make the cut and then T twelve, that's absolutely incredible. What do you see out of you know there may be fans of of college and amateur golf that maybe aren't familiar with the players that are coming over from Sweden to either play collegiately or just coming over to play the ANWA. Just how, just how bright is the future for team Sweden on the amateur side? Well, I would say huge. I mean, especially this event inspire a lot of young um, girls that kind of putting the work and, and taking themselves there. Um, I, I think Maya has a great future. Um, she she's really good and she played great the last round um so i feel like the future i mean augusta national and the whole anwa kind of helps the future golf of women's golf and sure. and kind of um inspire more people to not only play more golf but also support women's golf and be out there cuz i mean women can play as good as men and and i feel like we need to be more recognized and i feel like this event is a great big step uh, to that direction i couldn't agree more speaking of uh you know great golfers on the on the ladies side and also team sweden i couldn't help but notice did did you happen to see annika sornstam anywhere on property i did Uh i did she was um the final day, she was uh, sitting behind the tee shot. How's that? Uh, how's that for was... how's that for pressure? By the way, <laughs> I mean, I I saw it as a fun thing, and she's super supportive. Yeah. She gave all of us a hug and wished us good luck. Um, so it was just very nice to see her and talk some Swedish before I teed off. <laughs> there you go, a little more of a home court advantage, right? <laughs> exactly. Well, you mentioned, you know, being a senior at Florida State and uh, obviously there's, um, you know, career aspirations heading your way after college to play professionally. But mm-hmm. I, and I couldn't help but, but ask and think about this. You, you love this championship. You have great success in it. Uh, you know, the adage of taking one shot at a time, taking it all in. But that had to have weighed on you just a little bit as you're teeing it up in the final pairing, final day, final ANWA for you. How did you, and you performed great. I mean, one over par, great performance. How did you, and also having your brother on the back, how did you manage that day? There seems like there's so many distractions and ways of you to kind of <laughs> kind of get in your own head and think about everything else other than the shot you have to hit. Yeah, I mean, I was really nervous that morning uh, while eating breakfast. I was like, wow, it's the final day and right. I, I'm in the final group. But I also know like that golf course, like a lot can happen. And it was very tight. Like um, the two of us were only like leading by like one. Um, so I knew like a lot can happen and it's 18 holes, like a lot can change. Um, so I actually told my coach warming up. I'm like, I was so nervous this morning. Now when I hit balls, I'm kind of like 
less nervous because you're worrying about your golf game. Sure. And when you finally get to hit some balls, you kind of like, well, it's still there. It's not going to disappear. <laughs> <laughs> so just like taking shot by shot and just like, you know, commit to every shot. And that was like what I kind of tried to do. And I mean, I didn't have the best start as I wanted. I had a little difficult picking like the right club. I was either like long or short uh, of the pin and didn't really give me a a lot of birdie opportunities, the front nine. Um, So I gave myself kind of tricky shots, but it was a fun experience. And, and, you know, like putting yourself in a hard spot and just try to make the best out of it, it kind of brings out your your game to that point where you have to prove yourself and and prove everyone else too like you can actually do it even if it's super hard you you can always like find the inner motivation and inner like fight yeah (laughs) so i don't know i I just somehow just told my coach like i'm gonna be enjoying this that it's not every day you get to be in the final group but like this many people just watching you and you're by yourself on the fairway or you know on that part of on the of on the on the grass and they are just walking by like on the side and you're basically the the celebrity that gets to play on the the short grass and they get to watch you like it's it's a weird feeling and and i've never been um in that experience before i mean except on anwa to have so many people watching you so it's kind of fun and and i like to i don't know interact with the people because because they are supporting you and they are supporting every player out there so it's kind of fun because they got there were some people screaming like oh no so you know like starting um singing our little uh chant yeah, the, song the, yeah the uh, uh uh the chop yeah I, Tomahawk exactly yeah. so it was kind of fun to like you know do the little shop and and say go no's back or just like be appreciated of like the time they they have taking to be there and stuff like that so it was a lot of fun it really was an incredible achievement by Bia that will never be repeated again in history that is something that she can take with her for the rest of her life as everyone already knows the eventual champion of this year's Augusta National Women's Amateur was Anna Davis the 16 year old from Spring Valley California posted a final round 69 at Augusta National for a one-shot victory Much of the narrative regarding Anna seemed to revolve around her calm demeanor on the golf course and her sense of style. For those wondering when the 16-year-old would crack under pressure or show her emotions during the final moments of the tournament, well, that's just not Anna. And nobody knows that fact better than her father, Bill. Bill, we all know how this story ended. Let's go back to the beginning of Anna's Augusta National Women's Amateur Journey. Did you get the invitation in the mail? Did she get it? Walk us through that, if you don't mind. When it came, she was out of town. Okay. And I, I, she might have been in Florida at the time. Uh, I don't remember. But 
we knew it was coming because when she won the junior PGA, you know, that was part of the deal that, sure. that she was going to get exempted into it. But, you know, you, you know, you never know until you get the mail. And so we were watching and I think we saw a couple girls, you know, on the Instagram or something that, that had received there. So we were waiting and waiting. And then, you know, when it finally came, we called her and, and told her, and she, you know, basically the same, uh, you know, lack of response uh, for the most part, just like, oh, okay. All right. And then when, and then when she came, uh, you know, we opened it and she looked at it and said, okay. And, you know, walked back down the hall, um, which is just very typical of her. People send her her trophies in the mail and that she won or something. She go, okay. She really didn't, you know, you know, we kind of have to force her to come in here and hold this, and we're going to take you a pic- take a take a photo of it <laughs> okay. with you. Uh, she's just there was no, I mean, no excitement outwardly at all. I know she cares, and I know that it's important to her, and she feels, you know, a certain amount of, you know, say pride or, or satisfaction that she's done these things. But there was, uh, it, it's pretty pretty nonchalant okay um we kind of get mad at her for that sometimes <laughs> do you think like, do you, you know th- do you care you know you know do you care come here Anna. we want to talk to you about this you know we're excited we want to talk to you about this tell us something and you know and right. she's, you know a shrug of the shoulders and you know nothing so do you, do you think that it's because she's just so competitive and wants to be in the moment of actually competing that the other stuff is just doesn't not that it's not important. It's important to get the invite. It's important to, to you know, get the accolades and, and do an interview and things like that. But at least my initial read is that she just likes being in the arena. And the other stuff yes. maybe just isn't as exciting. Uh, I think that's a really good point. That is what, what she enjoys is playing and winning and everything else. It's kind of like, okay, that, that's done. Right. Even you know, even with this last couple of weeks, it's it's like yes, she's happy. Yes, she's aware of what she did, and that it was you know that it's sort of an important thing, and it got her these exemptions and created these opportunities for. Her. But she is definitely she has definitely moved on to where okay, great, and now we're going on to the next thing. You know, when's my next tournament? That's and awesome. um, and yeah, it's like. It's like exactly. I think it's, it's a good. Exa- I think it's a good. It's a good understanding she has about golf. That you know, and I've you know, I'm kind of you know beat them up on this stuff too. It's like okay, great, that's good, and and now it's over, and now you're only as good as your next tournament. That's <laughs> you know, yeah, you're only as good as your next shot. And so you know, and I mean, I think she heard those things from me a bit, but that's just the way she's always been. She's just been like that since she was a little girl, I think. That's uh, that's such a gift because that's a, that's the that's the perfect mindset. So so we know her mindset, we know her calm and 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 uh, the composure that she showed out there in the golf course. We don't need to talk about that. Let's talk about you, Bill. How how are you handling? You know, the start of that final round. She's she's in the mix. Not sure it would have had any difference, but she wasn't necessarily she wasn't chasing in that final round. Mm-hmm. She went and she posted and she sat back and watched what happened. So, I guess on that back nine, um, 
you know, I guess, what is your viewpoint? How are you enjoying the fact of, I mean, first of all, man, we're walking, a, we're walking the back nine at Augusta National and your kids center stage. I mean, how did you just deal with that? You know, it was really nice the day before on the Friday when they played the practice round. Right. I got to walk the course basically empty. Yeah. You know, and I wasn't involved in what she was doing at all because I don't, you know, if I, if I give, try to give her some sort of advice, she just looks at me and, you know, and kind of scoffs and goes, you know, yeah, thanks. Thanks a lot. Um, and so I was able to, you know, it was really cool to be able to walk around the golf course and be able to walk on a, you know, walk over a hill somewhere and say, look down at number 16 green and at the 15 green. And so all of that and walk down the hill at amen corner. So I kind of, I kind of had, gotten that out of the way right right you know i mean it was awesome it was like you know amazing you know not very many people get to do that and it was just it was it was amazing and so by the time the golf tournament came around you know it was it was a lot like every other important golf tournament she's ever played i mean going back to when she was nine years old and and was tiny and played the washington state championship on gold mountain Wow. At Gold Mountain, which is a huge golf course. But, you know, it was it was just the same where you just, you know, every shot going, come on, honey, hit a good one. Right. Hit a good one. Hit a good one. And, you know, the places where it was real scary was, you know, you get down on Amen Corner, especially, you know, you hit it down and then the shot into into 11 is really scary. The, uh, you know, 12 is super scary when you're sitting there watching your daughter and saying, come on, honey, hit a good one. Right. And so, you know, in that way, it was, you know, it was pretty cool to, to watch her go through this, this suffering through this golf tournament is <laughs> really important. And it, and at the same time to be doing it at Augusta where so many people have, have, tried and failed for example sure. um and just and uh so that was really cool and then watching her come in when she had a chance like you know she she's got a chance to win and yeah. and um so you know the the shot on 17 at the back of the green you know you're just sitting there dying going oh come on honey just just you know get it on the green you know the one on 15 was just just get it on dry land right and so um, I think I wonder how parents, you know, I look at some of the people that watch their kids in the pros and things like that. I wonder how people ever adjust to that, uh, just suffering with your kid through these things. Obviously she's just in the moment probably has no idea. Well, I'm sure by now she has some clue how, you, you know, it's a life or death thing with you with every shot. And for her, she's not thinking about that. She's just in the moment. It's got to be hysterical because she's like, what are you nervous about? This is a little 150 yard shot. I do this all the time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it may be in a, a, a smaller tournament, you know, at Augusta, at that tournament at the Anwa, you know, there were a couple of times with the cousins and with, with brother Billy there and stuff when you could see her getting, you know, when she just looked a little concerned or something, you know, we could walk and say something to goof with her and see if sure. you could get her to smile um, but generally in a tournament, if she sees me and if I, if I don't look good, she'll, you know, she'll be the one that looks at me and goes, Hey dad, take it easy. Will you? Oh my gosh. You know, that's too funny. Where, where I'll, you know, I'll be looking at her going, you know, you just, right. you just hit one in, you just hit that one in the bunker. And now you, 
now you hit this one over here behind a tree, you know, and she looks at my posture and then reprimands me and says, dad, dad, it's no big deal. Knock it off. You know? And then, you know, it's kind of like in the press conference when they said, where do you get your composure from your uh-huh. mom and your dad? And uh-huh. she says, well, my, neither one of them are very composed. <laughs> you know, and that, that was one of my favorite, you know, one of my favorite parts of the, I mean, the, her press conference honestly turned into a little bit of a, like a celebrity roast. Not that she's old enough to know what those are, but I mean, yeah, it l- looked like almost like she was kind of roasting you and, and the family a little bit saying, yeah, I don't know what they were doing out there with the bucket hats. And, and, yeah. but I was, yeah, that was great. Yeah. It, it's uh you know, fairly typical, you know, her mother and I, we're both, pretty nervous antsy sure people worried about dumb stuff all the time uh-huh. and um you know it's funny that that she said that didn't say yeah she's kind of right and uh i think somebody asked her about it later and 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 i said yeah and that was pretty harsh don't you think she said uh dad whose parents aren't like that you know yeah. and i thought about it and i said you know that's that's what a 16 year old girl would say, you know, all they're ever thinking is leave me alone. Right. You know, so. Well, she had, she had an incredible uh, final round. I mean, gosh, you know, she birdies two, bogeys three, really just cancels, you know, really just swaps a birdie for a bogey and then goes three under par on the final 15 holes at Augusta national with, with the crowd and the pressure. Um, Just really incredible. You, I, I met, I remember, um, people talking in the in the presser about sometimes she travels to tournaments by herself do you remember Uh maybe the first tournament she went by herself to i mean was it going with oh yeah okay so tell me i have to hear this story uh that was last march okay um last year she was still 15 and um we got her we we applied to get into the kathy whitworth uh the Kathy Whitworth Invitational, which is in Dallas. It's a pretty, pretty old tournament and prestigious tournament. So we were super happy to get in it. Sure. And so when I talked to the lady, I said, you don't by any chance have housing for, you know, where you could just send your kid, do you? Because we're, we're, you know, we work and right. it's right in the middle of everything. And, and by chance, she, she, um, she said, you know, I, I might have somebody. And I was like, okay, well, if you do, let me know. And then she called and put me in connection with uh, people named people named Robert and Allison Green, and uh, they agreed to pick her. You know, they said, "Oh yeah, she." They lived on the live on the seventeenth hole um, of Mira Vista, right? And um, so they said, "Oh sure," and they drove. You know, we sent her on the plane. We had to get. You know, we had to pay because she was only fifteen. Had to pay extra for them to hold her hand. Uh, <laughs> to, you know, and. Um, and yeah, they went and picked her up and they took her to her, to their house and she stayed there five days with them and they were just like awesome. You know, she wanted to stay there. You know, she ate way better there at home, than at home. And, and Allison is like a great cook and she would tell me, this is what we're having for dinner, dad. And, and I'd go, oh, yeah, sounds good. But um, <laughs> You're trying to get into this tournament next yeah. year, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. And so they were just super nice. And then, you know, and, and drove her another, whatever it was, half an hour to an hour back to the airport after five days. And that, I mean, that was a huge thing for her. That was like a huge uh, confidence builder for her. It, she told me she was really nervous and scared at, at the very beginning. And then after a while, realized, oh, this is no big deal. It's like, oh, I don't need mom and dad bugging me on these things. So, 
you know, every chance and ever since then, you know, kind of created a monster because ever since then, anything that, you know, she got in the Wyndham cup right. and she traveled to that on her own. We have a friend, Aunt Ginny, that lives in, uh, lives near Tampa. And so she's gone with, she's gone with Aunt Ginny, I think three or four times where we send her to Florida and then, uh, Ginny takes her, you know, takes her in Florida. Ginny stayed with her in Washington at the, at one of the Rolexes and she likes doing that. We're talking about what to do this summer. Wow. And, um, and it's like, dad, you know, you guys don't have to go if you don't want to, <laughs> she's trying to get rid of us. I'm sure. <laughs> so, you know, it's like, you know, you don't have to go. And it's like, Oh, okay. She, I don't mean anything bad by it. Right. Sure. But <laughs> yeah, it's cool. okay, dear. But, but that's, yeah, but so. that's great because like, and, and you know this because you're you're a parent, you're an adult, and you're you're not looking at it as this year when she's 16. You're looking a little bit down the line and thinking, okay, if she's this confident and this, you know, strong and composed at 16, not just on the golf course. I'm talking about in general. I mean, she, you know, it's only going to serve her. Uh, it's only going to be a huge advantage to her just, you know, socially when she's, you know, 18, 19, yeah. 20. I mean, there's so yeah. many upsides to this that she doesn't even realize yet that you can see coming in the, the next three, four years. We kept a real close eye on them, I would say, till they were out of eighth grade. And now, you know, we've tried to give them their independence and let them make decisions and do things. It's scary. You know, yeah. it's scary taking your eye off them. I mean, in, in my case, you know, I, I, you know, it's scary taking your eye off them and letting them, letting them go and do that. And, but, you know, it's, it's their life. They have to, they have to, you know, I'm talking about her and her brother in my case, they, they have to decide these things. And I'm a high school teacher. So, you know, high school boys. And so, um, you know, 16, 17 years old, in my perspective, after 30 years of doing it, you know, you're kind of, you kind of are who you are. Yeah. And, you know, that stuff only changes on TV. You know, it's only on TV where in 30 minutes, a person completely changes who they are. Right. And, um, you know, they, so I don't know. I, I think, I think it's good that they become more independent, you know, they have their own life and, if they, you know, if they, they want to still hang around with us, then then that's a good thing. So let me ask you a question. If you had a chance to play a round of golf with your daughter at Augusta National, you get to play with the Augusta National Women's Amateur Champion. And be honest here, Bill, how many shots aside are you going to need to get from your daughter? If we play from the same tees? Yeah, same tees. Uh, and, and just remember, this is a recorded statement you're making right now. I think when they were 12 was when both of them, when they passed me up. Before that, I could always beat them. Okay. And when they were 12 after that, that was when, you know, the laughing and the ridicule started. <laughs> um, you know, now it's just like, you know, they just say, like, oh, dad, that's awful. But I would say now it's like I always tell it now. If I, you give me if you give me a week and you give me a week to practice, mm, if we played like sixty three hundred yards, got to be like six shots at least. 
Okay. We've reached the end of the series, and it's only fitting that my last conversation is with the new Augusta National Women's Amateur Champion, Anna Davis. Anna, your composure on the golf course is really something that stood out to the fans and the media. You appeared to be in complete control at all times. Have there been tournaments in the past where you allowed your emotions to get away from you? And perhaps it was one of those experiences that allowed you to turn a weakness into the strength we saw at Augusta National? Um, well, I think, I mean, like in the past year, I've had like so much experience, like playing in like the last group and being like, and have like being in contention. Right. So I think I've like, I've learned from those experiences quite a bit, but I think back at like Valhalla when I was playing, I was like in the third round, I like went a little crazy and I like made like three bogeys in a row, like on the starting holes. And I was like, okay, you kind of need to <laughs> get it together because you you want to win this tournament. Right. And I think that was that was definitely um, a tournament where I learned like how to to just like um, keep my head in the game because um, if you're not, then you're not going to win the tournament. You're not going to do very well. So really, you're basically adding this aspect to your game. I mean, this is something you wouldn't show up without, you know, you wouldn't leave a wedge on the range. You wouldn't forget your driver. You wouldn't you know, roll up <laughs> without your equipment. This is part yeah. of your equipment. This is modus operandi yeah. for you to be successful. It's a huge part. Yeah. Uh, what were your expectations coming into this? You know, you're, you're 16, you know, obviously reigning junior PGA champion. That's one of the largest junior tournaments in the country, but still, you know who you're going up against and also just dealing with the enormity of two, two golf courses you probably have never seen. So mm -hmm. what kind of expectations did you have just coming in? Obviously that changes as, as you progress. Yeah, I think, I mean, going into the tournament, I was like, I, my goal was to make the cut. Okay. That was, that was my main goal. Um, but I wasn't, I wasn't putting like extremely high, um, expectations or putting a lot of pressure on myself because I knew it was like my first time playing and I, I kind of just wanted to have fun considering I mean I'm playing Augusta National I'm playing like that like the biggest amateur event I could play right so I was I was kind of just trying to have fun and not not I mean like not take myself out of it too because I wasn't having fun well I'm sure when you shoot 70 in the first round that that probably was the best thing for you to get a good one under your belt yeah. early because they're like, okay, I'm, you're like, okay, I'm in a tournament now. Yeah, exactly. I think going from like round to round too, like the, my expectations were like changing. And I mean, like into like after the first round, like I knew there was a good chance that I could win. You said in your presser, which I thought was incredibly entertaining because I, you know, you're looking at someone that's 16 years old and you know, a mm -hmm. lot of the people in the media room are, you know, whether, I mean, there's all different ages, but for the most part, if you want to, it's 30 to 50 year old men in there that know every, yeah. every bump of that golf course and every, <laughs> every master's highlight is just etched in our brains. And <laughs> someone just wanted Augusta National that really hadn't watched very much of the Masters before, of course, because you're 16. So, um, have you watched your highlights since? Have you watched the Masters this week? Has have you taken a little bit more in visually to say, oh, I was there, or wow, I, now I see the elevation of that shot on TV. Does it maybe resonate a little bit more? Um, yeah, I think I was. I watched yesterday, 
Uh, that was the only day I watched, but I watched yesterday, like, the final, like, back nine. Or, well, no, I watched, like, no, I, I watched, like, Scotty's entire round. Sure. I think, like, watching, you're like, oh, like, I hit that shot, and, oh, like, that's a really hard, like, hard shot right there. Like, on sure. hole number three, like, Scotty Scheffler was, like, in the little bowl, like, on the, in the beginning, like, in the front of the green. Right. And he, like, made that shot, and I was like, oh, like, that's a difficult shot. Right. Of oh, course. that one. But. Yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting to see that happen. Now, did you see uh, uh, Rory shoot sixty four out there? Um, yeah. Did you see anything like that possible? Any remo- anything remotely close for anyone in the field? I mean, just to put into to perspective how crazy that round is. I mean, how do you even fathom something like that? I don't know. Like that's that's pretty cool. Like I was talking to my brother about it, and like. I, I don't usually, like, make big thing about, like, a golf course or about, like, Augusta. Like, I've never really, because I don't know the history behind right, it. Right, so of I course. Never really, so I never really, like, made a big deal about going to Augusta. But, like, my brother and, like, my dad, they've, like, read a bunch of stuff and, like, they're really into it. So, like, when he shot a 64, my brother was like, oh, my God, that's so cool. And I was kind of just like, oh, well, like, they're good. Like, they do that stuff. Right, of course. Um yeah, I, I I was watching that and just trying to see how that would relate to you know I actually I absolutely think there's a 65 or a 66 or even a 64 that that could show up at, at annual one year. I mean, you just never know. No, sure, for sure. Well, let's let's actually address um, what I'm sure you have received a lot of attention on since. Obviously, your win uh, you know makes you eligible to play this event for the rest of your amateur career. Mm-hmm. Um. Do you think you'll be wearing any other style of hat for the foreseeable future? And how many people will you let down if you wear a baseball cap on the golf course? <laughs> okay, so I... <laughs> you did this to yourself, Anne. I mean, this is not... No, I, I, know, I mean, I this have. is... Yeah. I know. No, I know. I think, I think I've think i got it all planned out. I think I'm, I'm going to wear a bucket hat on the last day of every event because I just, I just can't go every event wearing a bucket hat all the time. Yeah. I feel like that wouldn't work out. <laughs> So, so that, that seems to be a smart plan, but, um, yeah, that is going to follow you for quite some time. I'm, I mean, obviously yeah. it's your thing you like do, but it's like, okay, well you own that now. I mean, can you imagine if you roll up next year, just wearing like a visor? Oh my God. They'll shut down the tournament. They're like, wait a minute, hold on. Can we need, can we, can we get a finger pr- fingerprint scan on this? She says she's Anna Davis, but no, there's not, it's not possible. <laughs> Yeah, I know, no, I know. I did that to myself. <laughs> I, I like the fact that the whole family got in with the bucket hats too, and um, it was like it was like their idea though. Oh yeah. <laughs> now, now they they own they own it now, and you're just along for the ride, basically. No, exactly. <laughs> um, what is next for you? Uh, obviously, spring break. Uh, you're you're obviously doing something really unique for spring break. We're just playing golf. Well, we're not going to address that. But what what is next for you? This. <laughs> This summer, I think. Do I see you're playing women's western? I am. I am. All right. Well, I'll be there, and maybe not wearing a bucket hat, but I'll be there. Um, what What else do you kind of have on your schedule? I mean, obviously, you can't come down from anything like this. This is going to follow you for for the rest of your amateur career. Like, how do you kind of set your schedule, and then then you have to, to navigate the whole college process. I, I actually think it was yeah. a great thing for you to be too young to have to deal with college coaches at that point. Yeah. No, um, <laughs> I'm, I have a lot of stuff this summer cause I've gotten a few exemptions into like LPGA events and I have 
an exemption into the U.S. Open and the British Open now. So a lot of tournaments are overlapping, so I kind of have to go over my schedule and see what sure. I'm going to play. But, um, yeah, I'm looking looking forward to the college recruitment process. We'll see how that goes. It's going to be very overwhelming, but we will see. I'm just picturing all these college coaches wearing bucket hats and following you and watching. Oh, no. oh yeah. Oh, it's going to happen. I I guarantee there's going to be a bucket hat story you're going to have in about six months. That's going to be like, really? Okay. It's just a hat. <laughs> just my choice of headwear. <laughs> it's just a hat, folks. And with that, we have reached the end of our three-part series here at the back of the range. Magnolia Memories, stories from the 2022 Augusta National Women's Amateur. Congrats again to Anna Davis on the victory. And thank you to all of the guests that participated in this series. If you lost count, there were 17 different people that shared their memories and thoughts from the Augusta National Women's Amateur. If you missed any of the previous two parts, go back in Apple Podcasts, Spotify. It's available anywhere you get your podcast. And always follow along on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And every episode of The Back of the Range is available on our website, thebackoftherange.com. Special thanks to Augusta National for inviting me to be a credentialed media member for the first time at the Augusta National Women's Amateur. We'll see you next time here at The Back of the Range.